Uh, this is just for people who listen to the Seattle radio show. One of these things is not like the others. One of these things doesn't belong. Can you tell which thing is not like the other by the time I finish this song? All right. Thing number one is a bunch of TED Talks defending pedophiles. Most of us feel discomfort when we think about pedophiles. But just like pedophiles, we are not responsible for our feelings. Statistics indicate that there will be one or two of you who are struggling with some form of pedophilic interest. These people can't talk about their feelings because they know that they will be hated for it. I truly do believe that every person is longing for love at some point in their life. And the other is a group of same-sex attracted people who formed a group they call Gays Against Groomers. That's clearly the position that they're taking now. They're defending pedophiles and child predators and the entire ideology that is uh, transitioning children and mutilating their bodies and using them as sex objects. Um, that's, that's the position, that's, that's the side that they want to uh, stand with. So, you know, we're happy to have enemies like this, but it's just really sad. And, you know, they, they say that they took our account down for uh, discriminatory behavior. But I, I think that that's exactly what they did to us. I mean, no other LGBT organization would ever be banned from their platform as if they fell in line with this, you know, agenda. Absolutely true. So, yeah, one group is banned. No, not just from social media. Oh, no. From online banking. Through Venmo and PayPal. Oh, Venmo and PayPal, by the way, they help groups that want to support pedophiles. It's okay to do business there. So canceled and uncanceled. But you know what? There is something they simply cannot cancel. And again, I think this is the Lord saying, you can come my way or you can go get yourself canceled. Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Thank you to you guys and to God for putting us together. I'm waiting anxiously to be able to tell you the news uh, about the podcast. It is good news. There will be some changes. You'll notice there won't be monumental changes to the cast, but uh, man, in terms of outreach and, and who we're going to be chatting with, and number of people we reach on a weekly basis, it's going to be phenomenal. We'll tell you as soon as I get the as soon as I get the uh, the agreement to do so with our partners. There's something that can't be canceled, and it's going to get worse before it gets better. I know that's a cliche, but it's absolutely true. Nick Clegg is a former um, UK office holder. He's an MP over there. Uh, he is the president of Meta. That's the holding company for Facebook. He's probably the president for global affairs. He said, and he's a former deputy prime minister of the UK. He said that the company risks becoming 
the greatest industrial scale sensor ever in human history? Yes, it already is. If you combine them and YouTube, they are the biggest censorship devices that have ever existed. And it is censorship. Here's why. It's because it has nothing to do with companies being companies. It is being driven by the government. This isn't in question any longer. We have all the evidence we need to know this is being driven by government. They're arms of government. And then Clegg says this. And this all makes sense, what he's about to say here, if you understand where he comes from. He comes from the UK. Got a warning for posting it and linking to a judicial review, a legal judicial Mm. review in the UK uh, with uh, Law of Fiction, Beverly Turner, and um, with Dr. Ross Maddiman, a retired paediatrician. And that was my other warning I got for for, for, for showing the video. So they're sort of targeting individuals who they think, for for whatever reason, uh, are somehow not genuine. So he, that guy was, he, he was, he got in trouble for posting a judicial review. He got canceled for posting documents from a courtroom. Nick Clegg, and this is from reclaimthenet.net, or probably .org, said, We work with experts, advocates in the LGBTQ community and elsewhere to set the policy right. You work with groups you like to set the policy right. Having a policy makes you a publisher, not a platform. A platform has a moral obligation to take down threats against people and to report them. There ends your obligation in speech. In speech regulation. So while he's saying this, um, Facebook is continuing to censor. And this makes me laugh. Meta has been accused by activists of allowing hate speech targeted at marginalized groups. Activist group GLAD recently released a report claiming that Facebook should censor more on the platform. You can get tossed from Facebook for calling a man a man. Um, I can, I, I'll have to find this sometime and show it to you. My friends who fought the battle uh, and were abandoned by the Republicans in Washington State, the former Republican Party, there isn't one there any longer, who fought the battle to keep men out of women's showers and girls' showers, naked men soaping themselves up, they were threatened with rape on Twitter and on Facebook by men who made videos and memes and threats saying, here's how we're going to convince you that we should be allowed to shower next to your little girls. We're going to rape you until you agree with us. My friends took screenshots of those threats and they made a video compilation of those threats And they'd gone to Facebook and said, we are being threatened. These people are threatening to rape us, to track our kids home from school, to to hurt our families. And you're not taking this stuff down. Since Facebook wouldn't take it down, my friends made a compilation video to show to the world. This is what these trans activists are doing. Facebook banned my friends. 
this isn't just going to be Facebook because it's not just Facebook. It is, it is PayPal. It's Venmo. As you know, it's, um, it's GoFundMe. And this isn't going to just be around speech issues or organizations like this. Here's a fun headline. PayPal and Google execs are going to help the Bank of England understand digital currency. The Bank of England has announced two central bank digital currency forums and members include top names in the tech and finance spaces. Oh, they're going to help them understand. Oh, and by the way, it's not going to just be Facebook and Google doing the uh, doing the spying. Senator Ron Wyden has released information showing that the U.S. military bought mass monitoring tools that include email and browsing data. This tool reportedly covers 93% of the world's internet traffic. Oh, but that's the U.S. military. They would never, why does the U.S. military need 93% of the world's traffic? Remember, this is the United States military that's going to investigate itself. The Pentagon is investigating itself for use of PSYOP techniques against the, against the people of the United States of America. But don't worry, they're investigating themselves. Every institution has been rotted. Every institution has fallen into evil. And as we talked about on Tuesday's program, stop, please. Let's all stop with impotence and complaining and let's flood the zone. I am specifically calling on pastors of churches to recognize that this is about souls. Politics is now about souls. They have entered into our sphere. They have put politics into the spiritual sphere. They are putting rules around enforcing lies, which Nick Clegg says they're going to continue to do, even though they risk becoming the biggest censors on earth. We need to flood the zone with Christian people saying, no, you will not force our people to lie. We need to flood political offices with people coming from big and small churches, big because they've got the numbers, but it has to be biblical churches. It has to be people who absolutely follow the Bible. This is the flooding of the zone. We talked with Andrew Torba was kind of have to spend time with us from gab.com. He calls it Christian nationalism. I call it building the body of Christ and building the body of Christ within government. Hey, it's just as well that we go run for office. If we don't, this stuff is going to roll over the top of us because yes, they have entered the spiritual sphere. Well, everything is the spiritual sphere. God invented everything. There's no such thing as a secular world, but they're specifically entering into the world of battling for souls. And this is our job. It's our job to be in the defense of souls business. If you are a pastor of a large church, I'm begging you to consider within your walls, having a ministry to get people into government. Now, I'm not saying that we outsource to government the raising of our kids. Far from it. I think people should homeschool every opportunity they get. I think people should observe the, the, the public schools. If, you're, if your school tells you you're not allowed in, you need to change your school. You need to flood the zone on the school board. You know, can you imagine what would happen if we had 15% or 5, 5% of the, of the body of Christ decide we're going to flood the zone and run for office. We're going to go seek support within the Christian communities. This stuff would change. And by the way, that stuff's not cancelable. Oh, they can come for the churches, but you want to know what happened at that point? Well, here's what will happen. They came for the churches with the woke masks. And here's what we found out. Some churches aren't churches. So a loss of a building where people show and, and they drink coffee and they, they, they reminisce a little bit about this God thing. That's not a church. 
What happened during the lockdowns was churches grew, buildings shrunk. Biblically observant churches who said, no, you don't get to tell us to not preach. Forget it. We're not shutting down. There's no, you don't have the power to tell us not to meet as a Christian body. That's what happens. So yeah, Nick Clegg says they're going to become the biggest, the biggest censors. Okay, well, so what are they going to censor? I never know how to explain this uh, without sounding like a bitter, uh, jealous old man. <laughs> this, is, I, this has got to be a failure on my part. How is it that for seven or eight years, I have been warning everybody in my audience that they're going to normalize pedophilia? That this is simply the next notch in postmodernism. This is simply the next notch um, in people who want to be their own gods and what they're trying to do to our culture. MAPS is that attempt. It's the rebrand. The same way a cross-dresser became after surgery a transsexual, then these people looked at this and said, well, that's too hard. People shouldn't have to go through surgery. They should just be able, or they, they shouldn't have to have all these gatekeepers. They should just be able to say, I'm a woman. And then go get the surgery. So they invented the phrase, which means nothing transgender. Same thing they did when the community of same-sex attracted people said, oh, they want to call us gay. Okay, we'll steal the word. Smart move. Brilliant move. Brilliant to brand this as maps. Friendly little maps. And watch the laws. In the separate country of California, Gavin Newsom has legalized men sodomizing boys. Watch the laws. Well, but that's the government sphere. We're the church sphere. Yes, there is a church sphere. There's a home sphere. There's a work sphere. There's a spiritual sphere. There's a world sphere. Right? Work in government. Make this your mission. Now, look, some of us are not meant for that. I've prayed so often about running for government or for office. I'm not, that's not what the Lord wants me to do. I've heard him very clearly in what he wants me to do. He wants you to do something. He wants the churches. I think he wants the churches to get involved in this. Please don't hear me saying bring politics into the church. Please don't hear me saying have political events at the church. Please don't hear me saying have candidate rallies at the church. I beg you, never bring politics into the church because you are inviting Satan. You're inviting division. You're inviting hatred. You're inviting people making icons out of politics. But taking the church into politics is the inverse of that. Taking godly people into politics is the inverse, but never bring it back. Make it like an epiglottal thing. The church should choke on politics when it enters in. It should choke on it and vomit it up. So, yes, they're trying to normalize pedophilia. Here are a couple of TED-like speeches. It's a compilation. And these aren't hard to find. Guys, I got a bunch of, not a bunch, I got some feedback from female listeners saying, please don't play that stuff in detail. Okay, good. I won't. You know what's going on. When I think it's vitally important that we join in the pain of people who've been through this, I'll give further warnings that we're going to do this. But this is a quick compilation of people trying to normalize pedophilia. And if you think about this from a godly perspective, it's just so perverse. I mean, pedophilia in and of itself is perverse. But the way that they, they, they co-mingle, I want to do this sexually with love. 
And, and the way they state that we simply can't be expected to control the, the feelings that come, the actions that flow from our feelings. We simply can't be expected to control ourselves. While speaking on stage, while people sit politely and listen. And you know there's people who disagree, but they sit politely and listen or they quietly walk out. So here's this compilation. Most of us feel discomfort when we think about pedophiles. I didn't add the but music. But just like pedophiles, we are not responsible for our feelings. We do not choose them. But we are responsible for our actions. And we must make a decision. It is in our responsibility to reflect and to overcome our negative feelings about pedophiles. But not their and responsibility. to treat them with the same respect we treat other people with. We should accept that pedophiles are people who have not chosen their sexuality and who, unlike most of us, will never be able to live it out freely if they want to lead an upright life. We should accept that pedophilia is a sexual preference. Statistics indicate that there will be one or two of you who are struggling with some form of pedophilic interest. These people can't talk about their feelings because they know that they will be hated for it. I truly do believe that every person is longing for love at some point in their life. And what if this love that you really wish for will forever be impossible? That must be a really lonely situation to be in. Oh. Yes, from an emotional point of view, I can kind of understand that you want to, would want to eliminate these people from society. However, it doesn't make sense. And that's because we're talking about biology. We're talking about a sexual orientation, something that we simply cannot change. And on top of that, every day, new people are born with the same difficulty. So it's not practical to eliminate these people from society. They haven't done anything wrong. <sighs> if we all acted on our feelings, you notice the hat, the, the little sleight of hands with the first lady. We are not responsible for our feelings about pedophiles, but we are responsible for our actions. Nothing about pedophiles being responsible for controlling their impulses. And the second lady commingling sex with love. Well, that is a modern commingling. There's a biblical description of love. It is not sex. They're two separate things. Sex is a gift from God. And we've talked about this, and I don't want to repeat myself on the program too often. We've talked about this gift from God. We've talked about, yes, it is in fact reproductive, and it's not limited to that. No, it is the literal meaning of becoming, the literal experience of being one flesh with the possibility of creating one flesh in the work with God. Certainly not, it's not limited to, oh, we're going to make a baby now. In fact, the Bible is very clear about that. Married couples should not withhold that from one another. It's very clear. But the trick in the game is this. Oh, there's only sex is love. The only form of love is sex. One love. That's the great modern lie. One love. There's only one love. 
No, there's not. There is the love that a brother has for a brother. There's the love that you can have for an absolute stranger. Like in those tough settings in an airport where there's three crying babies and mom is trying to get home to dad or dad's been at, you know, on tour with the military and she's going to meet him and they're going to spend the weekend on the base. And you see the crying kids and something in your heart goes, hey, walk over. Hey, can I help? I love to play with kids. Can we play a game together? Right? There's that love. There's the love of a father for a daughter. There's the love for community. You can pull up to a community event and go, gosh, I love this place. You could even love an activity. But the vile evil and what they do and how they attack this and, and, and mash these things together is just such an indication of the lie they live in and the lie that they're foisting upon the world. And this is why they cancel. Because this stuff can't stand up to scrutiny, but there's things that can't be canceled. I believe the Lord may take away social media from people like us. Or not him take it away. He wouldn't do that, but allow it to occur. Why? Because guess what can't be canceled at all? And what can't be canceled as easily? We need to begin to look at this because this group of same-sex attracted people came together. They got a whole bunch of followers. It's a provocative name, Gays Against Grooming. Tucker Carlson had them on. I'm sure that helped their follower numbers. And so Venmo and PayPal come along and cancel them because gosh knows they can't be allowed to express an opinion or sell t-shirts saying don't sexualize kids and don't chemically mutilate them. We'll talk about that. Oh man, as we're just celebrating this announcement to come this week, uh, I want to go back and just recognize my brother, Dave Parkhurst. He's, we call him Dave the Digital. It's, uh, his company's called greenhaveninteractive.com. It's not a new company. He's been doing this for a decade. It's Greenhaven because Dave is also a farmer rancher. I love that. One hand, he runs a really successful digital firm. On the other hand, he knows what it's like to drive a tractor around and to feed horses and goats because he's got those. He's a very good man, a Christian conservative in a world otherwise dominated by leftist atheists. And one of the things that he's found is that the, the new Google algorithms, and, and maybe Google's trying to mess with you. They probably hate you. But sometimes it's just the algorithms and it's just the way they've got things set up that, that companies and organizations and sometimes even people are not getting the respect they deserve. This is a super simple test. And you can determine right now, in fact, while you listen to me talking about my brother, Dave, you can right now figure out if you need his services or you could pay Google. You could send Google money. Sure. They'd be glad to take your money. Search for your organization in your area. Okay. Search it in your area. So you go to Google, you look for your, your restaurant and say it's near me. Search in your category. Next. So if you run a restaurant, say it's an Indian restaurant, say Indian restaurants near me. If you're not in the top three to five search results, you have a real problem. Now, you can pay Google for an ad, and then your results can be up at the top until someone else wants to bid more money, and then your results go to the next page or down below, or you can go to Dave. 
And what his team will do is they'll do an analysis and they'll come back with an approach using search engine optimization, SEO. Rather than paying Google, you pay Dave and his team. Now they'll give you a report. These are things maybe you'll do on your own. Some of them will be. Like you could be more active on social media. That's, I used to call that content velocity. It also relates to content availability and depth, breadth. Dave will run you through that or his team can do it for you. All right, so yeah, you could give Google money or you could work with Dave the Digital. He was there for me from the very beginning. Even though the plan change had to call him and say, hey Dave, remember we were gonna do this in about four months? Yep, we're gonna need to do it in two weeks. Oh, okay. And he got it done. It's Dave, it's Dave the Digital's name. The company is greenhaveninteractive.com. Greenhaveninteractive.com. Sure do like seeing Tucker Carlson and the zeitgeist. I sure do like seeing him be able to speak the truth this way. I, <laughs> I have a great deal of curiosity about how uncomfortable it is in the newsroom at Fox because I bet you it's uncomfortable because the Fox newsroom is lost to the world. The Fox newsroom is over. They're using all the right words and all the right phrases, and they've yet to come out as a news organization and call out the injection deaths. They play the transgender game. They ran that ridiculous uh, little mini documentary the other day over this girl who pretends to be a boy, and they ran how, how important and how wonderful and how loving this is. They forgot the part where the mom talked about beating the girl to pretend that he was a boy, she was a boy. She did. She talked about spanking him and beating him. Because he, he wouldn't he, he wouldn't act like a a girl or whatever. They forgot that part. But they ran the press release, the video press release, basically. So I wonder how it is in the Fox newsroom when Tucker Carlson is on the set. Jimmy Mitchell is the founder of Gays Against Groomers and joins us now. Jimmy, thanks so much for coming on. So on what ground? So you're not allowed to conduct business in the United States because you think it's wrong when adults enlist children in their sexual fantasies. What, what did Venmo and PayPal say to you? Right. Um, so, well, thanks for having me. Last night at about two in the morning, I received an email from PayPal and then Venmo a few minutes later saying that they basically permanently banned our accounts. Um, we've never gotten a violation before. They said that we violated, though, their user agreements, which um, we're not sure what in the agreement we violated, there was no really detailed message to that, just the notification that we have been banned. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're just an organization that is comprised completely of gay people. We even have a few trans people within our organization um, just trying to fight this evil that is happening in, uh, in the name of LGBTQIA, you know, the whole alphabet mafia now. Um, and we're just trying to stand up against it, uh, and and we're being punished for that. So it's you know so we knew I, this would happen, but it's it's always a bit shocking. So your position is just leave the kids out. You know, do, do your thing. Don't sexualize children. Don't mutilate children. That seems like a very mainstream position. Who at PayPal and Venmo do you know is in favor of sexualizing and mutilating children? Do you have any sense? I personally. I, I, yeah, I mean, that's clearly the position that they're taking now. They're defending pedophiles and child predators and the entire ideology that is uh, transitioning children and mutilating their bodies and using them as sex objects. Um, that's that's the position. That's that's the side that they want to uh, stand with. 
So, you know, we're happy to have enemies like this, but it's just really sad. And, you know, they, they say that they took our account down for uh, discriminatory behavior. But I, I think that that's exactly what they did to us. I mean, no other LGBT organization would ever be banned from their platform as if they fell in line with this, you know, agenda. Uh, but we don't. And we're not scared by this. We're not intimidated. We're not going to stop. It only makes us stronger. And it's good to see people who are same sex attracted taking this stance. And despite the fact that they have people in their group who are convinced they're trans, they're not. There's no such thing as being trans. The fact that they're taking this stance is important. And, and I would beg them. That's a whole difference and longer and much more nuanced conversation. It, it truly is a much more nuanced conversation. Um, I mean, the nuance is this. Nah, I'm just going to get distracted if I do this because the, the nuance is related to, okay, um, you're, you're same sex attracted and you're saying this is wrong, but, but based upon what standard, I agree with you, this is wrong. I'll tell you the standard. I mean, there is of course a medical standard. This is irreversible damage to kids. Um, this is in fact, a, a, a person with a sophisticated mind and a stronger body taking advantage of a, ch of a child who has a far less sophisticated mind and, and very typically a much less strong body, particularly if it's a little child. So the power dynamic is all wrong. That's why we don't let adults prey on kids in this way because it is innately predatory. The power dynamics are innately off. Now I can say all that. But if I adopt a postmodernist point of view, I get to go right back to this, this thing saying, yeah, but based on what standard, this power dynamic is an invented standard. That's just something humans say. Power dynamic, you, you made that up or society made that up. That's what postmodernists do. So at, at what standard is this behavior incorrect? I would ask these people, I agree with them. But on what standard can we agree upon? What is the basis? What's the concrete foundation that makes this wrong? Well, when you can turn to the, to the inventor of the universe, to the God of the universe and say, hey, find the part of your life that you really jacked up. This is a fun exercise. Trust me, this is a lot of fun. Go down and write the 10, the, the, the things in your life that are the 10 most painful things. And that you're still paying a cost for. Just think of what they are. Write them down. Find me the thing on that list that didn't result from an ungodly act. Find it for me. I'm going to bet you can't find anything in there. I mean, okay, so you had a car accident. That's not something you did unless you caused it. That befell you. Perhaps the person who ran into you was drinking and driving. Perhaps they weren't of a sober mind. And it's not to go back and relive the trauma, but it's to make this point. When you stand on a solid foundation with the owner of the universe who created the owner's manual and said, no, 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 don't, don't, don't wait, don't put diesel in the Nissan. Do not put diesel in the Nissan. And you put diesel in the Nissan and the Nissan blows up. And then God says, remember what I told you to not put diesel in the Nissan? Now, God can remake the Nissan. But blow up a Nissan, an actual Nissan with diesel, and no one's remaking it. I don't care how good a mechanic are. It's a new engine. So it's good to see these people doing this because it's also a way to show what the party is all about. They don't care about the points of view of same-sex attracted people. They care about a behavioral kill shoot. 
The behavioral kill shoot is to force kids from their families and, and, and from their bodies. And listen, this can sound so bizarre, but please consider this. Mark Zuckerberg renamed Facebook Meta. He's shifting all his chips, going all in, in alternative reality. AI, artificial intelligence, and alternative reality. He's pushing all his chips in the table to create an artificial reality that people spend a lot of time in. They want to make it as much, as lifelike as possible. They're spending enormous amounts of money in research and development and product creation, purchasing companies like that, that headset company they purchased. That's step one. Step two, they're already saying, we're going to take people out of their bodies. When, when you examine the minds of people like this, enough is never enough. The Gordon Gecko speech is spot on. Enough is never enough. They want their own universe. They want their own universe so they can be their own gods. It's the oldest story in the world, but it has tech at the center of it. And they'll cancel people who get in the way of that. How can you cancel these gay people? Because they're getting in the way of transhumanism. Because they're getting in the way of convincing people that their bodies don't matter. That their bodies should be divorced from themselves. They're getting in the way of the beautiful future that we're creating where you simply exist on our servers. Your very existence is tied to us. Oh, do you think that Mark Zuckerberg will exist in a server? No. No, he'll continue to eat steak and drink fine wines and sail on the oceans, but most of us won't be there. That's the vision. The World Economic Forum says it. And yet there's things that can't be canceled. And I think that this is what God may be doing. I think that God might be saying this. We talk a lot about the, the easy, the hardest to fail pass-fail test in the history of the world. I think what God might be doing, what he might be setting up is a, there's that over there. See that? You can have that. You can choose that. However, there is a cost to that. You want your heaven on earth? You want to build a heaven on earth? You want to choose Zuckerberg as your God's? Zuckerberg and the Dorsey types is your gods. Your choice. There's a cost. But there's things that can't be canceled. And there's people beginning to fight this. Remember this ruling in Texas banning viewpoint discrimination on social media platforms that's been held up and that has been uh, the, the Fifth Circuit says yeah they do get to the, the the government does get to sue you for this facebook and, and twitter don't get to do this they don't get to have viewpoint discrimination we'll talk about that in a second church uh well sunday i'm a traditionalist in that regard i've tried the thursday night church thing i just somehow it doesn't feel right to me and i don't judge many of my friends go to church on thursday nights uh but i'm in church and my friend jim walks up to me and he's a big dude. And he points up at his hat and, oh, bone frog coffee. Look at that. You got the bone frog. And sure enough, he's wearing the hat. It's the same hat I wear. I do have, well, actually, I have two bone frog hats, but the other one's a little bit small. This one is, is uh, adjustable. There's a brotherhood around this and a sisterhood. And it's a brotherhood of people who recognize that there's something about this coffee 
Well, there's the quality. Uh, there's the quality of the team, God country team. There's the betting on the small batch coffee that's been guided by a coffee legend. Dave Stewart started Seattle's best coffee. It was such a strong competitor that, as I recall, Starbucks had to buy it and then went around ruining the coffee, but that's another story. So Dave Stewart, in fact, creates some of the bone frog blends of coffee, and he mentors Tim Cruikshank, the 25-year Navy veteran and Navy SEAL, who's the founder and CEO of the coffee company. And I've heard people say, wow, you know what? This is a little bit more expensive than the stuff I get at Costco. Yeah. Uh, well, because Costco, of course, leverages slave labor out of China and robots and machines and gargantuan scale, and they threaten suppliers and they're top-down, foot-on-the-neck type people. That's not, not Bonefrog. Bonefrog does everything they can do to be in small batch so that Tim and his team can pay absolutely vitally close attention to the coffee. To, they, they, they continue. By the way, when he was over here, he'd just come back from a tasting event where they're continuing to evolve the brand and, and, and monitor the quality. It's not that often that the CEO and the executive team sit down and try all this stuff. And then there's the hiring of veterans. There's the working with veteran-owned companies. There's the giving of money to the, the, the families of fallen Navy SEALs who gave their lives in defense of this country. So there's a lot to it. Um, you do get a 5% discount on coffee. You got them in the K-Cup. You got the, any sort of the roasts you want, whether it's a French press or it's a, it's a drip, espresso. 5% off lifetime on subscription. You go to bonefrog.us. Okay, just remember the .us part. It's bonefrog, period, US. And you get the 5% lifetime discount. So, look, there's reason to be hopeful on this in a governmental sense. The attention brought to this has been, has been helpful. And there is this ruling out of the Fifth Circuit Court in Texas. It was a split decision, nonetheless. Um, it upholds a Texas law that banned viewpoint discrimination on these internet platforms. And it has teeth. Uh, the law allows the, uh, the, the, the government of Texas to take a good slice of money away from these so-called platforms that engage in the censorship. So it has the sort of teeth that these people feel because it begins to cut into the value of their company and the stocks. Now, this will go to the Supreme Court. And I'm hopeful that the Supreme Court, that John Roberts in this case, will once again be allowed to, to render a, a good legal decision and a constitutional decision. And in fact, a sensical decision in terms of regulation. Geekingly, I mean, on, on a geeky sense, these guys stopped being a platform and they started publishing their own videos as Facebook does. And they, they started creating things like voter guides as Facebook does and, and turnout guides and their so-called fact checkers. And Facebook will say, oh, these are, these are just independent partnerships, right? It's like paying a writer, right? A lot of companies are media companies and they don't do the actual writing. They hire people. There's lots of websites that exist that simply syndicated content well packaged. They don't actually write anything. You're just the same thing, but on a much larger scale. You're a publisher. All that means is they can be sued for libel. They can be sued for, um, for libeling people and lying about people and publishing bad information that gets people killed, like, you know, the injections and things like that. But if you want to be a platform, you're free from that stuff, but you're not acting like a platform. That's the geeky part of this. Here's, to me, the godly part of this. 
I think if we went to the Lord Jesus and said, hey, they're banning us from Facebook. I think the Lord Jesus might say, that's mean. How's it going in your in-person discipling? Well, but we need these tools. Do you? Tell me about that. Well, I mean, in the modern world, this is how we spread information. Okay. Huh. That's not how I did it. Well, but, 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 but you didn't have Facebook. Right. But, but you're fully God and fully man. Yes, I am. Thank you for recognizing that. Uh, the apostles were not. Now, I extended to them the power to heal, to cast out demons in my name, and they did those things. But they're not me. You never be me. I love you. Uh, but help me understand this. You have to have Facebook. Well, the other side has it. Okay. Well, but, 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 but then they can, they can talk to more people. How? And then I could see the Lord Jesus saying, when I saw Mary and she was in pain, Mary Magdalene, and I knew what I was going to do. I'm fully God and I'm fully man. And I went to her. Do you know when, when, when she knew she was going to come with me? When she turned and she looked in my eyes after I'd called her Mary. Everyone else called her Lilith. And when she turned and looked and she saw that I called her Mary, at that moment in her mind was, he knows me. When I went and asked people to come with me, invited them, come with me, I'll make you fishers of men. Yes, they saw the miracles. They saw the signs. Do you know that we slept next to each other? And do you know that Peter snored? And do you know that Andrew hated it when Peter snored? You know that James and John, they were hard to deal with. <laughs> Sometimes they wanted to go fist fight people in town. I had to remind them, we don't do that anymore. And look, I don't want to be increasingly extra biblical because this is coming off the top of my head, but I'm just, I'm, I'm going to the, the point that he was interacting with human beings on a very, very human basis. And there are people who get very uncomfortable with conversations like this, but there's almost certainly the Lord Jesus cared for his teeth probably brushed his teeth, did the things that humans do. <laughs> I mean, he was a human being. I, I could see him going, guys, do I have dirt on my, uh, is there dirt on my robe? I'm going to give the speech. I think what the Lord Jesus might be saying is there is a potency to small groups. There's a potency to in-person. Let them have their communication. Let them have their electronic communication. Let them have their soulless touchless, loveless, joyless, intimacy-free, pseudo-world. Let them have that. I didn't build that. I gave them the intelligence. They have used their intelligence to build that. I gave you friendship. I gave you family. I gave you the touch of a hug of someone. Even someone you don't know well, the feeling of a human embrace. I gave you the ability to go from one small group of six people to a church of 17,000 in a period of 14 years and to repeat that across the country. 
there's always going to be a remnant. But love in the Christian sense cannot be canceled. Abiding in Christ in an honest sense cannot be canceled. The Lord Jesus himself and God cannot be canceled. God, Lord Jesus, one and the same. Cannot be canceled. Much harder to cancel the small groups. I give you the Middle East as these record levels of conversions are occurring. The metaverse is not a thing we want to be a part of. It is a false world. It is a false promise. It is a heaven on earth. It is your best life now. It is no toil. It is no real connections. It is no touching of the things the Lord Jesus made. There's none of that. It's not a thing that we want a part of. And this is where this stuff is all headed. Be canceled. Oh my gosh, I got canceled from Facebook and now I have to go to breakfast with my friends. Oh my gosh, I, I got, I, I no longer have an Insta account. Now I have to actually take people out and show them my horses and my ducks. I have to break bread. That's the stuff of nightmares for the party that they don't anymore. They're not the intermediaries. They're not the pipeline for our thoughts. They're not the screening device for our opinions. Are they invited to our table? Man, that's a tough one. Are they invited to our table? I hate to tell you. But if they want to come to our table and they're willing to come in humility and to turn their back on that stuff, we are obligated to invite them to our table. We are. There is a dividing the Lord is allowing division. Embrace it. Not the hatred. Embrace it. N nice metaverse you built yourself. Never want to go there. Oh, you do drag screen court, uh, drag queen story time? I don't do that. Oh, I see there's pronouns in your business card. I don't do those. I know that's very important to you. I'll use your name but I'm sorry, I'm not able to pretend that you are something other than you are. Embrace it. Do one other thing, please. Examine the divisions that concern you in our world. Examine the way the world's being divided. Write it down. Write on one side, the positive, one side, the negative. The way it's being divided. Then tell me, what part of the negative do you want? What, what, what part of the division of the world do you want? Do you want to be in the negative side? Do another thing. Examine them and say, what's the godly side? God's gathering his people. It doesn't mean that you need to move to a so-called red state. Because your job might be to gather people in your area. And then when they try to censor this, I laugh. They're going to try to censor God. <laughs> Maybe just for a little while, God will bring back some really cool miracles. Just like, I just love to say, like God get really creative and say, I know I'm going to turn Mark Zuckerberg's um, tongue 
um, into iguana just for a little while. Just, uh, ah, tongues in iguana. Hey, how you like me, Mark? That was from me, God. Come on, Lord. One time, one time, iguana tongue. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and be grateful for mornings and breakfasts and traffic and opportunities to look our brothers and sisters in the eye and even for just a random hug. Guys, even if it's a dude hug, just don't let anybody watch.